Welcome to Leadership Behind the Scenes with me, Nomi Natan, Executive Coach and Leadership Consultant. In this podcast, we champion human-friendly leadership because you're human first and leader second. We share tips and insights on how you can increase your impact and influence so you can be the leader you've always dreamt of being and feel proud when you look in the mirror. Welcome to another episode of Leadership Behind the Scenes. Today we are talking organizational change hangover. This is a really important topic and I started naming it organizational change hangover a few years back when I again and again was coaching leaders in organizations where there was new change. And I don't care whether you call it right-sizing or transformation or restructuring or reorganization. It is painful. Every single time it's painful. And we seem to severely lack language by which to talk about all these feelings we feel when our workplace is in flux, when our future in this workplace is uncertain, when colleagues are being told they no longer have jobs, when we don't know if we're coming and going, and we're not really sure who to trust, what to trust, and whether we even really care anymore. When all of that's going on, we don't have language. And all we are told is to think, well, remember, it is just work. Well, you know what I think about that. It's not just work. And I think we need to talk about organizational change hangover. So if you already know that you need some help with your organizational change hangover, go to norminatan.com forward slash hangover and you can get my nine step organizational change hangover cure for free. But for now, let's talk more organizational change hangover. So take a breath and let's dive in. I was standing in the very busy, very nicely rebuilt King's Cross terminal building and um, I was just finishing a workshop and was looking for some dinner when a very good friend of mine messaged me about job changes and I straight away gave her a call and She'd been waiting all day to find out, they'd been told, sit by the phone, you will get a call at some point and you will be told whether you get to stay or whether you get to go. It's a great thing, isn't it? If you've been one of those people, I'm sure you loved that day when you were told, stay close to your phone. And so she'd been waiting all day and she'd gotten the call. She got to stay, not quite unscathed. She didn't have exactly what she wanted. She had to reduce some of her hours, some of the things that mattered to her in terms of priorities were being down-prioritized. But she got to stay. And although she should have felt relief and happy, she didn't feel any happiness. And she said to me, when is it going to be fun again? Because here's this really dear friend of mine who 
she has a dream job. She loves what she does. She's one of the lucky ones. And she was just going, I don't know. How will I turn up to work again? And there's this other colleague of mine, and I know she's been told she doesn't have a job, and she just moved here, and she just bought a flat in this other country where she's not from. And how does that work? And how am I going to look at her? And although I feel like I didn't get what I wanted, how do I look at her now? When is it going to be fun again, Nomi? And I said, it will take time. And I'm sorry you're having to go through this. And then I had to tell her about what I hear on a weekly basis about what happens in organizations and how people are suffering. And not only do they have to deal with change, because that's just the way it is. The world is changing faster than ever and we have to deal with change. But what's not okay is having to deal with change without having any language to talk about it, without feeling that it's okay to say, I feel hurt, I feel angry, I feel disappointed. My heart is bleeding. We're not supposed to feel that much about work. And we do. And as I said, very often, it turns out to become some form of hangover, this lingering feeling that doesn't go away, where everything feels headachy and fuzzy, and you go, ugh, I don't feel good, I don't see straight, I don't feel like me. And when you look up the definition of hangover, you'll find the first one, if you look it up in a dictionary, being, you know, the regular kind of alcohol-induced, usually, kind of hangover that you know. But number two says, something remaining behind from a former period or state of affairs. And number three, this is dictionary.com, number three I found really interesting. Any aftermath of or lingering effect from a distressing experience like the post-Watergate hangover in Washington. And this is what it's like. It's this lingering after effect from a distressing experience. And it is traumatic. I know people, you know, some people cringe and go, you cannot use the word trauma about what happens in organizations. Oh, yes. I talk in the very first episode of Leadership Behind the Scenes about why work isn't just work and about how much of our identity, our self-worth, our livelihood, you know, whether we can pay the mortgage, whether we can pay our bills, it's tied up in work. It isn't just work. It matters. And most of us, we give our best hours. We care deeply. And so my heart bleeds when someone says, maybe I just care too much. You know, when you start feeling like you care too much, you might be suffering from organizational change hangover. You want to know what the other symptoms are? (laughs) Being disillusioned with any kind of mention of organizational change, restructuring, transformation, right-sizing. So many great words to name the thing that eventually results in the same thing. 
Some people get to keep their jobs, some people don't. Some people seem to win, some people seem to lose, and who are winners, who are losers. I think after a little while, it's not really clear what the best, you know, the best place was for anyone. But for sure, it impacts all of us, whether we get to stay or go. So this is usually followed by a kind of disillusionment with everything, work and corporate life. And also a questioning of who can I really trust? Can I trust anyone? And so people often end up feeling quite alone through this process, really disillusioned. And then there is the effect that it might have on your health and your well-being and your family, like disturbed sleep, waking up at night or struggling to sleep altogether, being short-fused with your family, having no patience for anyone, even feeling sort of low-grade anxiety or depression, or maybe even being short-fused at work with other people. And Then there's the first one that I mentioned as we started this, which is loss of passion, loss of joy at your work. Like my friend, wondering, when is it going to be fun again? And it often takes a while. Sometimes it doesn't happen unless you proactively work on this. Because here's the thing, this kind of organizational trauma can really rock and trigger some deep stuff in us and in others and in organization. And first up, you need to take responsibility for the impact it's having on you. First up is acknowledging that there is an emotional response to what's going on. It has an impact and it's okay. Don't try to deny it. Allow it to be and allow yourself to have a response and go chat to some people. If you don't feel safe talking to people in your organization, find other people in any of the other places you show up where there are other human beings working in organizations. And you will find that there are so many other people feeling so much of what you are feeling right now. It's one of those really important things to remember that as human beings, we thrive when we realize we are not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. You are not weird or weak for feeling upset about what's happening in terms of your work. And I want you to go find other people that have gone through something similar or are in the middle of it right now. Because then you will realize that it is normal to feel something that the abnormal is to not have any emotional response to huge change at your work. So it might be inconvenient what you're feeling, but it's definitely important if you don't care deeply, if your job is not about being emotionally invested. Well, you will probably soon be replaced by a robot. So we need your human capacity and your human skills and that difference that you as a human being can make that a robot cannot make. I don't know, maybe in the future they will be able to, but at least it's a little while off. That's what's needed. And so allow yourself to be human. And then I want you to go to 
step one of the organizational change hangover cure. It's a nine-step hangover cure that I created a while back. You get it completely for free if you go to nominatan.com forward slash hangover. But I want you to go to step one. And step one is know your worth. It doesn't matter whether you're waiting for announcements about what's going to happen with these changes that are coming. It doesn't matter whether you've been told you no longer have a job or you've been told you do have a job. Pretty much everyone finds that their own worth at some point in this process is is being questioned. They're not quite sure, why did I get to keep my job? And am I really better than those people? And this feels yucky and icky or why did I lose my job they say it was just because my department no longer exists but maybe I'm just not good enough you know it will bring up stuff for you and so the first thing you need to do is to go work on your worth and I usually give my clients this exercise which sounds slightly bunkers but I want you to write a hundred reasons why you were absolutely worthwhile for this role or a role like this. A hundred reasons why you are an absolutely brilliant accountant, manufacturing leader, CEO, whatever your title is. And a hundred, you might go, "Ah, how would I ever get to a hundred? Well, the reason why I want you to get to a hundred was because then your mind really has to work and you can absolutely get to a hundred. So you have to start breaking it down. Well, number one might be because I have some experience in this field. Two, because I really care. Three, because I have these kind of qualifications. Four, because I show up to work on time every day. You might go, that can't go on the list. That's obvious. Well, here's the thing. If you didn't show up to work and cared about your timings, well, that would definitely be a minus. So you get to give yourself a plus for those kind of things. That make, makes you a good employee. Because I'm passionate about making a difference. Because I like to think ahead and think about how we can do things better etc 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 because I handled that crisis last year with grace and integrity because I went to John last week and I checked in with him and I asked him about how he was doing because I dared to speak up in a meeting when everyone else was silent and I dared to go are we remembering our purpose here keep going I'm telling you, work towards the 100. It doesn't happen in one sitting. It doesn't happen just in one hour that you get to 100. So I want you to start it off and then go find a friend, find a family member, find an acquaintance or a stranger if that feels better. But find someone and have them listen to however many reasons you've come up with and have them help you come up with more. It is... So grounding and empowering, even though it feels really weird to start listing all these reasons why you're so wonderful, it really helps ground you to know your worth. And I have seen time and time again that the difference between those that get promoted in these difficult circumstances, those that get responsibility 
And for that matter, those that for whatever reasons don't get to stay, but that come out of this better. The difference between those that come out like that and those that, I mean, sometimes a decade later, they're still hurting and bleeding from the experience and still doubting themselves because of the traumatic experiences. The people that come out well, they come out well because they go, I know the value I add. And whether there's a space for it here in this organization now or whether there isn't, that's okay. Because I know I am worthwhile. And somewhere I will be so valued because I give of myself in so many different ways. And it's worthwhile. Knowing that, really remembering, really remembering what is great about you. And this is not about being arrogant, by the way. And if you need a reminder, I did a video about this many years ago. The difference between arrogance and owning your strengths. Arrogance is going, I am the best at this. Arrogance is about comparisons. I am the best person in this company at doing this thing and therefore I should of course be kept they don't get it I'm the best I'm the best in the country right that's arrogance who knows who's the best and who cares but knowing your worth and knowing what you are good at and by the way this is not about shouting it but if you can't repeat it to yourself and some people that you can trust if you can't bounce it off them You can't really ground it in you. So this is about grounding the worth that is in you so that you can stand strong because the winds of change are intense. It is traumatic. It is full on and it will bring up emotion. And so it is important you know who you are, what you bring and why you'll be fine no matter what. Even if it takes a little while to land in another great place, you'll be more than fine. So as I said, that's step one of the organizational change hangover cure. If you think you might be suffering from organizational change hangover, do go to nominatan.com forward slash hangover, sign up for free, get all nine steps so that you can do some work on this. You know, take back the power. Don't feel like you're being done to. It's happening in every single organization I know. And if it's not happening right now, it happened two years ago and it's about to happen again. Organizational change is a constant now. It used to be once in a while. It's constant. So you've got to learn how to navigate this. It won't just automatically get better. You need to learn more about yourself and change in general and specifically organizational change. If you work in an organization, this is important. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your friends and colleagues. And it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review in iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening, as it will help other people find the podcast. If you don't want to miss another episode, do subscribe here and head over to nominatan.com and sign up for my email list too. Now take a breath. Because no matter how busy we are, there's always time to breathe. Have a great day.